You are listening to the Passion City Church Podcast. To learn more about Passion City Church, including our gathering times in Atlanta and Washington, D.C., visit us online at passioncitychurch.com. Today's talk comes from Pastor Louis Giglio. This new collection of messages that we're heading into is called Seek First. And those are the words of Jesus, obviously, from the most famous sermon of all time, the Sermon on the Mount. And in that, as he was talking about how we get so distracted by seeking all these things in life, Jesus comes down to verse 33 and he says, but seek first. That's where we are today, seek first. So maybe there are going to be a lot of things on your agenda for this year But Jesus is saying, seek first. Maybe there are other things that God wants you to do and other things he wants you to seek after and other things he wants you to aim for and strive for and accomplish in this year. But he said, seek first. Seek first, talking of his father, his kingdom, and seek first his righteousness. So above all else that you do, In the journey that you're on, seek first the kingdom of God. And last week, we put that in personal terms. Seek first not just the kingdom, this thing, but seek first the king because our kingdom is predicated on King Jesus. And it's possible to be about things in the kingdom and to miss the king of the kingdom. But Jesus, who is the king, is saying, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and then here's the payoff. And it's not necessarily that we're looking for a payoff, but it's just that God always, when we get things in the right order, wants to give us a payoff. Seek first the kingdom of God. Seek first his righteousness and all these things, the things that the world is striving for and that we're all stressed about, all these things will be given to you as well. Today's talk is called, Put God First. This message is born out of the reality that a lot of us experience, and that's showing me being at the celebration service, the funeral for a dear friend of ours over many, many, many years on Friday, who died in uh, barely 40s, and being in a funeral home setting of a lot of people from different walks of life because of the a particular role in the industry that this person served in and coming to terms with the reality of life that all of us have to come to terms today with these words of Jesus. We have X number of days on planet earth and we have to choose what are we going to put in the preeminent place in our life. In other words, what motto or what mantra are you going to live by? And the world's full of them. We get, a, we get one every two or three years. Uh, a few years ago, the, the sort of universal mantra on planet Earth was YOLO. <laughs> Isn't it nice when it's simplified down to something? YOLO. What does it mean? What does it mean? You only live once. So come on, let's stay out all night. Come on, let's go on a whim. Who cares if we've thought it out? You only live once. Let's go for it. It's interesting how YOLO became the excuse for, oh, we probably shouldn't have done that. (laughs) But you can flip YOLO around and you can make it into a better mantra for life. Uh, There was for a season, saw it on a lot of coffee mugs, a lot of t-shirts, see if you know it. Keep calm and carry on. There are a lot of people 
And that's their mantra. That's like their theology. That's the bedrock. That's the philosophy. That's the framework. Hey, just keep calm and carry on. Uh, A few decades back, we all had carpe diem, which means seize the day. A lot of people like that one, especially the, the drivers, you know, seize the day. There was uh, Al Davis and the Oakland Raiders. Anybody know this one? Just win, baby. (laughs) No. (laughs) A lot of people still wearing WWJD. You're looking at me like you've never, like, lived. People were like, Let's say it together. What would Jesus do? It's a great mantra. There was one for a season called Think Positive. That sounds great. Hey, I know, but just think positive. There was another one, One Day at a Time. It's a good mantra. You can't live two days at a time anyway. Jesus said in the same sermon, don't worry about tomorrow. It's got enough problems for itself. Trust me for what I'm going to do today and seek first the kingdom of God right here, right now, and seek first his righteousness. And today, all of these things are going to be added to you. And don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow will start all over again. I would like to add to the mix, maybe a mantra that could get some traction. I, I can see... PGF on a bracelet right now, put God first. What if in the collection of messages, seek first, we just boiled it down to the simplicity and the reality of this phrase, put God first. What would that look like? Well, it would begin number one with each one of us putting God first in our estimation of self. In other words, when you are deciding who you are and what your life is supposed to be about, what if we all put God first? Colossians 1, 16, a a verse that is going to be in about every seventh message of mine for the rest of my life. It says this, it says, all things, speaking of Jesus, for by him all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities, all things. Can you say that with me at Cumberland and here? All things were created by Jesus and for Jesus. So that when I'm taking stock of who I am, I want to put God first. When I'm taking stock of why I am, I'm going to put God first. Romans 11 says it a little differently. Paul is unpacking some massive theological truths. And at the end of chapter 11, he just stops and has a benediction, a word of praise. And in verse 33, he says, Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? Who has ever given to God that God should repay him? For from God and through God and to God are, say it with me, all things. 
To him be the glory forever. Amen. In other words, for me to put God first in my estimation of self is to understand that I was created on purpose and I was created for a purpose. In other words, to put God first is to realize that my life is a gift from God and everything I am and everything I have is by the grace of God. I want to put God first. It seems so obvious. It seems like the most basic of truths, but the reality is, is that left to ourselves, we will not put God first. That's why when Moses met with God and God was giving a framework for how to lead the people ultimately in the Ten Commandments, just showing us that we can't do it on our own, preparing a way for someone who could do it in our place. The first commandment of the Ten Commandments was, thou shalt have no other gods before me. And you would think, who would put a God before the creator of the universe? Who would put a God before the one who actually created me? And then you realize, left to ourselves, in our own sinful thinking, we are prone to put a thousand things in front of God. And what he's saying to you today is not because he needs to improve his position or elevate his value in stock, but so that he can put you in a better position in a value and elevate the value of your life. He's saying, put God first. Without God's mercy, I wouldn't be standing here. That's why I'm going to put God first. I'm putting God first because my breath is on loan from heaven. My gifts are truly that. They are gifts given to me by my maker. That's why I'm going to put God first. I am created. Therefore, I have the ability to create. That's why in anything I have the ability to create, I'm going to put God First, I might have a few things in life that orbit around me. Maybe you've got a company orbiting around you, or maybe you've somehow worked out where your family's orbiting around you, or you've got an assistant orbiting around you, or maybe big decisions, or maybe the stock market, for all I know, orbits around you. Maybe you're famous and you've got a you know, following that orbits around you, but your, your mantra for life is maybe a few things orbit around me, but I orbit around the Almighty. Everything I am and Everything I have is by the grace of God. Therefore, in everything I do, I'm going to put God first. Sounds simple, doesn't it? But you know, a lot of us have made it all the way to the gathering today without even stopping intentionally and personally today and saying, God, on this Sunday, I choose to put you first. And then there are people always who are being hit on the other side of the equation. Your, your struggle isn't that I'm all that or I'm a self-made woman or I accomplished all this or I'm the one who brought about all these great results. You're kind of tipping over to the other side and it's a little sneaky over there sometimes the way the enemy works. But I want to encourage you, if you're over here not thinking that you're worth God's love and affection today, I want to encourage you to put God first. If you're a person today saying 
that I'm not loved, I want to remind you that God has loved you with an everlasting love. And I want to encourage you to get into second place and to put God in the first place and not try to put you in the first place and then put God in the second place because God has loved you since before you were born, before you knew who he was, before you did good or bad, before you needed to make an adjustment, before you knew even how holy he was, before you took one step to love God, God already loved you. He fashioned you in his mind, created you with this great imagination. He destined you for great things in life. And before you came out of the womb, he had already declared, I love you. I love you unconditionally. He loves you today. Even if you don't like him today, he's still in love with you. There's not a person in the sound of this message today who isn't loved by almighty God. So to say, I'm not loved by God. I just say, you need to put God first today in your estimation of yourself. I've always been rejected. I've always been forsaken. I've always been left behind. Not by God you haven't. He is still here. He is still with you. He is still committed to his purpose and plan for you. Put God first. I started once I got around this message this week and really got inspired by the pastor at the funeral that we were at on Friday. And I was like, I know what I want to preach. And there was a quote that I was looking for and I searched in, put God first. And what came up was just an, a, a, a litany of versions of Denzel Washington's commencement speak, speech that he gave in the spring of 2015. It's only eight minutes long. The first two minutes are point one, put God first. And in it, he talks about how we at times haven't stayed with God, but that in all times, God has stayed with us. Put God first. A lot of people in here today would say, I'm unseen, I'm unnoticed, I'm unrecognized, and I don't have any value. Put God first. He sees you. He valued you enough to give his life for you. Well, Louis, I don't even like myself. I don't even love myself. I don't even think I have any worth, any self-worth. It's in the, in the tank. And I'm saying, well, that, that may be the way you feel today. And there might have been circumstances to corroborate that. But I would encourage you today to ask God by the grace of Almighty God to help you put God first so that when you put God first, you will realize I am loved. And then you can do the greatest thing Jesus asked you to do, which is to love God with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. God, when he is first, will help you agree with him and love yourself in such a radical way that you can make a difference in the way that you love your neighbor as you live out a life of loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. I want to encourage us today. You just get one life, but it's up to you who's going to be preeminent in your life. And I want to encourage you in your estimation of self, put God first. In other words, in the way you think about, value, define, and direct your life, put God first. That's A. And if A is in place, a lot of other dominoes can fall. And this is the power of priority and the power of seeking first the kingdom of God. The, the, the first domino that's going to fall in the second of our things today is God wants to encourage you to put God first in your plans. 
in your endeavors, in whatever it is that's on your to-do list. Most of us who grew up in church have memorized these verses from Proverbs 3, but they're great wisdom for everyone today. And if you don't have an on-ramp to faith today, just take the on-ramp of Proverbs because it's wisdom that will help you live a better life. In Proverbs 3, verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. We keep coming around this word all, all things. Now, all your heart, now, all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. In other words, in whatever your endeavors are in 2022 to seek first the kingdom of God and the king of that kingdom just means in all your plans, acknowledge God. In other words, don't make all your plans and then if they succeed, go, hey, it worked out. And if they fail, say, oh, we should consult God. No, acknowledge God in all your ways. Well, what would that look like? Okay, you're on your way to meet a new client. What, what are you doing? Well, A, it's on Zoom, so I got to get presentable from the waist up. Or uh, it's at a coffee, so I got to get my car and get there. Or I got to get my, my spill or my pitch together. Or I've got to consult somebody because there's a lot of pressure on this moment. I got to close this thing. I got to make this sale. I got to, you know, make the people up there happy. I, I got to work this out. I hope they like me. I got to be, you know, I, I got to be winsome. And there's all these thoughts going through your mind. But has there been a thought that went through your mind on the way to meet that new client? Hey, before any of that happens, God, I just want to put you first. So before I get there, before the Zoom starts, before we have the coffee, before we have the lunch, the meeting, the whatever, the introduction, God, I just need you to know today, I do want to be liked, but I'm more concerned about you accomplishing your will than me being liked. I do want to close the deal, but I'm more concerned about you getting glory in all this, about you being seen in all this, about you helping me serve this person and, con and contribute to their well-being. God, I want to put you first in this new client meeting today. I want to give it to you, acknowledge you, recognize you, and I want to ask you to do whatever you want to do in this meeting right now. Put God first. I guarantee you that client meeting is going to be different if you put God first. You're on your way to show a new house, new property, put God first. You're starting a new venture, put God first. When you arrive at your workplace, put God first. When you clock in, put God first. When you sit down at your desk, put God first. Before you open your inbox, put God first. God, I'm going to spend X, Y, Z amount of time today in this place doing this thing with this team for this purpose. But before we do any of that today, I want to put you first right here in all my endeavors. I want to take you at your word. I want to acknowledge you in all of my ways. And I'm going to believe today that if I acknowledge you in all my ways, you are going to make my path straight. Some of you are on crooked paths and you're like, I don't know how I got on this crooked path. And the proverb writer is saying, I know how you got on the crooked path. You didn't start out with God. You didn't put God first. You put you first. You thought you'd work it out. You listened to your friend. You just went with the flow. And now I'm on this crooked path. And now I got to go get God in the equation. And what God is saying is before you start on the path, put 
God first. You expanding your business? Put God first. Expanding your family this year? Put God first. You, you're heading back to get that degree. You're moving to a new city. You've been elevated to a new role. Uh, you didn't get the new role, which was kind of a, a gift in a way because it showed you that you got some improvement to do. Put God first. You're reaching for a prize. Anybody reaching for a prize at Passion City Church in 2022? Hello? No, we're all lowly and humbly and we don't, we don't want any prizes. No, God put in you the desire to be great at something. Anybody want to be great at something this year? Anybody want to win at something this year? Anybody want a trophy this year? Anybody want a prize this year? Like, well, we're not supposed to have prizes. No, it says run the race in such a way that you can win spiritually and at what God has called you to do. We do not want an average church because God doesn't want an average kingdom because he's not an average king. We don't want mediocre. We want people who say, I want to be the best at what I can be, which requires, honestly, that a few people don't get the promotion and realize, hello, I've got room to grow. I was hoping for an amen, but not surprised that I didn't get one. Because when we don't get the promotion, we go, well, what were y'all thinking? Instead of going, well, you know what? I'm not a thousand out of a thousand yet. So I'm going to take this as an opportunity to grow, get better, get smarter, get faster, and give God more glory in the ways that God's gifted me. Maybe they didn't say it in the nicest way, or they did say it in a nice way. I'm not going to really worry about them. I'm going to worry about me. Because guess what? None of us are perfect yet. And we all have room to grow. And say, you know what, God, I've got room to grow. And I just realized it because I didn't get the thing. And instead of being bitter about not getting the thing, I'm going to take joy in the fact that I can get better. And I want to acknowledge you in my getting better. I got to get better this year. And I want to acknowledge my God at the beginning of getting better so that I got a straight path to getting better this year. And I do want a prize. And I do want to win a trophy. And I do want to get the payday. But at the end of the day, when I get the prize and I get the trophy and I get the payday, I'm going to tell everybody there it is by the grace of God that I have what I have and that I am who I am because I put God first. Another domino falls over, and that's putting God first in your fears. There are a lot of these, so some of them may spill over into next week. Do you realize, and this was an eye-opener for me, that when I am letting anything or anybody, any circumstance, dominate my life in fear... It is just a newsflash to me that I did not put God first. Wow, that's real, isn't it? If I am paralyzed by fear, guess what? Somebody or something other than God is first. And I've got to regroup. And I've got to get back around the words of Jesus. And I've got to seek first and put God first in my life. 1 Peter 5, another text that we know so well, he says it this way, and this is really the big idea. 1 Peter 5, he says in verse 6, humble yourselves. That's my new estimation of who I am. Therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Why? Because the lines right above it say, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Do you realize that when you recognize that everything you have is a gift from God, it creates humility in your heart, gives you an, an attitude and a posture of humility. He says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Some of us are so tired because we've been trying to lift ourselves up 
And God is in the business of lifting you up. God is waiting for you to lower yourself and to put God first so that then God can go to work in your life and then elevate you because he knows when he elevates you, the world will hear about a person who put God first. And then look how it works. Cast all of your anxiety, some of your translations say cares, on him because he cares for you. When the odds are stacked and there's a reason to fear, the the main thing that can give us the power to change the story is by putting God first. You say, "Well, well, how does that work? Well, I'll show you how it worked in the life of David. When he walked into the valley of Allah, there was a legitimate cause of concern named Goliath. Nine foot tall, armor clad, giant warrior, with a track record of crushing people. But David also had a track record. His track record was of the faithfulness of his God. But here's the thing that was really burning inside of his heart. It was that you are defying our God. You are insulting our God. And that ain't gonna work here. So I'm pretty good with this sling and I got five stones in my hand and I'm going to shut you up right now because God's going to get the glory in this valley today. I'm here, David is saying in effect, because I put God first. And maybe I am trembling a little bit. Maybe I am a little bit nervous. Maybe I should be afraid, but I'm going to put God first in this moment. And I want to encourage you to not start with, oh my goodness, look at the situation. Oh my goodness, we we should be afraid. But to start with God and say, because of God, we don't have anything to fear. That's why there are hundreds of verses in the Bible. Fear not, do not be afraid. In fact, a lot of people say there's one for every day of the year. Why? Because God knew, left to ourselves, we would put something else in front of God and the result would be, we would be anxious and afraid. And he's saying, put God first. The other domino falls right behind it. It changes our expectation. And so lastly, today I want to encourage you to put God first in your expectations. In other words, what do you think is going to happen in your life this year? Well, if you're paying attention to the culture, whatever it is, it isn't going to be good. There there are hundred different scenarios and they're all bad. And so therefore you should be afraid and you should be anxious and you should be concerned. But God is saying, no, put me first in your expectations. In other words, put me first in your sense of the outcomes you believe you're going to see in your life this year. That does not mean that if you put God first, you won't have any problems or troubles in your life this year. It just means that if you do have problems and troubles in your life this year, God will override them and he will supersede them and he will use them in his plan for his glory and your good. And you will see the salvation of God in the land of the living. Because your expectation is that God is going to come through. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 7 says, For we live by faith, not by sight. If there's ever a time that the people of God need to wake up to the reality of God and start living like we have a God and that God we have put first in our 
lives, it is now. So that people can see the difference between people who read headlines and people who see a king on a throne. Between people who are dealing with earthly information and people who are dealing with spiritual revelation. And people who say, you know what? I I read the article but I'm walking by faith, not by sight. That doesn't mean I don't want to know the information. It doesn't mean I don't want to be up to speed. It doesn't mean I don't even respect the science. It just means I believe in God and God is in charge of my life. And so in my expectations this year, I'm going to put God first. Things may be confusing, but I'm not going to put that first. I'm going to put first, God is not confused. Things may be hard. They are hard, but God is able. I don't know, but my God sees the beginning from the end. My problems are real, but I'll tell you something else that's real. The empty tomb is real. The risen Jesus is real. The Holy Spirit is real. The power of God is real. The family of God is real. Yes, it's real, but there's something else that's real. So keep it real, bro. That's always a check down from your expectation that God is in control. Just checking you down for a moment. Keep it real, bro. Let's keep it real, bro. Let's keep it real, bro. I'm like, okay, let's keep it real. He was dead, but now he's alive. He wasn't breathing, but now he is breathing. The tomb was open that day and the tomb is open this day. He came out of the grave that day and he's still out of the grave. Power of sin and death and hell was broken that day, is broken this day. That is real. So make sure your story is that you put God first in your expectation so that when the challenges are big, you you, you know they're not bigger than my God. And when you want to feel like I'm here without any help, you'll know, no, no, no. My Father in heaven, he, He owns the universe. My expectation is that God is going to come through. Maybe not on my timetable. Most likely not on my timetable. Most likely he didn't get my memo. But he's on, he's on a throne and he's got a plan. I, I love this story in Second Chronicles 20. We've talked about it so much as a house and as people of faith of King Jehoshaphat. He's just trying to rule. <laughs> not easy to be king of Israel. And he gets word, real word, real truth. Three armies have joined forces and they're on the way. This is normally how life goes. It's not, if it's not, we say it all the time, if it's not one thing, it's another. And it's usually another and another. Things seem like they come in clumps. Seasons seem to crash in from multiple angles. Somehow in our lives, the pattern of all of our lives, we all have that same testimony. I don't know why it is, but sometimes it seems like it's a little bit smoother sailing and then all of a sudden it's this and then right on top of that was that and then right on top of that was that. That's Jehoshaphat. We got three armies. They're, they, they've conspired together. They don't even like each other, but they've agreed together to come against you and the people of God. And do you know what Jehoshaphat said in Second Chronicles 20? It says about him, listen to these words. First, he inquired of the Lord. In his expectations, he put God first. He he didn't uh, 
do reconnaissance on the three armies. He didn't get a committee together to go check things out. He, he didn't Google, what do you do in three armies to come in? He inquired of the Lord and he called the people together. He called all the people together and said, we're going to inquire of God together. He prayed to heaven. He remembered the faithfulness of God. He talked about the realness of the problem, but then he summarized with this incredibly powerful statement. He said, God, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. I wonder if we could just be humble enough to say that today and say, you know what? I'm the king. I'm supposed to make the decisions. I'm in, I'm in charge. I'm supposed to lead the pack. I'm supposed to know what to do, but I don't know what to do. But that's not where the period goes. There's a comma there. And the rest of my thinking goes this way, but my eyes are on you. In other words, I'm expecting God. Just like that prophet Jehaziel stood up and said, I have a word from God. And Jehoshaphat says, floor is yours. Jehaziel steps in and says, hey, I've got a word from the king almighty. This is a word from God. God is saying to, to you, O king, that you're not going to have to fight this battle. God is going to fight this battle for you. Get up, go out, meet them tomorrow and take up your positions and stand and see the salvation of God. Expectation shifts. Jehoshaphat, he worships God. He's in awe of God's response. He, he says, okay, then we're going to do that. And he gets a plan together. And it says in the next few lines that he puts the choir out in front of the army early the next morning. I love it. It's the favorite day to be on the worship team. And um, so out in front of the army to this huge potential wipeout comes the choir singing, give thanks to the Lord, his love endures forever. Oh, that's a scary song. And as they come over the hill, the three armies get confused and they wipe each other out. Jehoshaphat and the people of Israel experienced the victory of God and the news spreads everywhere that this God, this God is God. Don't you love the practicality of that? I, I love it. I've always loved this text because first he inquired of the Lord, put God first in your expectations, in your fears, in your endeavors, in your plans, in your estimation of who you are and what you're about on planet earth, put God first. So when, when you get three armies coming, seek the Lord. If you have a new opportunity, seek the Lord. If there's something that's causing you to be afraid or anxious, seek the Lord. So first he sought God, but do you know what he did second? This is my favorite part. He got up, he got ready, he went out, he took his position, he stood on his corner, and he was attuned to what God was going to do next. 
And that's what God is saying to each one of us today. 2022, you're going to get the calls. You're going to have opportunity to be afraid. There's going to be a moment where you're not going to be sure how things are going to work out. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to inquire of God. God's going to bring you a word. He's going to bring you a word of encouragement, a word of hope, a word of belief in him. But once he does that, here's what you do. You got to get up. You got to take a shower. You got to get dressed. You got to put some clothes on. You got to get ready. You got to go out. You got to go stand in your place. Take your position and tune your heart to what God is going to do next. Knowing that the battle is the Lord's. Put God first in your expectations this year. You say, Louis, it all sounds good. Listen, God is just loving us today. He doesn't need more likes on his Instagram posts to feel good about himself. He is trying to help you experience the very best life. We did a massive event recently and really unprecedented in the season that we've been in and out of. You know, some of these big events we've canceled, this one we went for. And in a two day period of time, we were putting up a really incredible backdrop of production. And in the second day, I was touching base with our team. I'm like, how are things going? They said, man, we've hit a really big roadblock. Um, some of the support trusses that go all the way from stage to the top of this video wall um, have been put in upside down. And we didn't realize it, I learned later, until we were ready to put the top piece on and it didn't fit. And we realized, oh my goodness. And we learned after the fact, a lot of these crews have not been working regularly over months and months of time. And people were not in that kind of quick paced rhythm that they had been in before. And just without thinking, all of a sudden, several of these big support trusses are upside down. And you don't know it just by looking at the progress until you try to put the last beam on. And then you go, "Uh uh-oh, we got to take all this apart (laughs) and turn these things upside down into right side up. And a lot of you are realizing now the top beam doesn't fit. And when that happens, don't bail out. Don't blame somebody. Don't give up. Don't beat yourself up. Just look around and maybe ask God to help you see Did I put a couple of the main beams in upside down and he'll gracefully help you and say, yes, I wish that you had put me first. And if you had, I would have shown you the way to put that beam in the first time so that the top would have fit, but I'm willing to help you take it all apart to the degree that we can right now and to turn the beam around and to start over again. And even if there are casualties and there is loss and there is water under the bridge and everything can't be recovered, I'm still a God of grace and I'm still a God of truth and I'll help you put the beams in right. If you'll put me first, I'll make your path straight. If you'll acknowledge me in all your ways, I'll make your path straight. And in time, that's what they did. 
they had to dismantle a lot of stuff in a really short period of time and put it all back up the way it was supposed to go. And then we were able to see the power of that enhancing the truth and the worship that was exalting Jesus. Maybe the most beautiful thing that's ever been put up in that stadium before. And God wants to do that for you. And it all begins with three letters, P, G, F. Put God first. Are you willing today to humble yourself, recognize the grace that has brought you to here and acknowledge God for who he is and put God first. If you were encouraged by today's talk, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience other talks, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at passioncitychurch.com or download the Passion Movement app. And again, thanks for listening to the Passion City Church Podcast.